0: 150 Roses and a Handful of Earth Mixed emotions ran through the veins of Scotland's art lovers in 2018. One moment we were celebrating Charles Rennie Mackintosh's 150th birthday, and the next we were mourning the loss of the Mackintosh building, taken suddenly by a raging inferno. It was a sombre day for many. For those that studied and worked at the infamous Glasgow School of Art, for those that loved and breathed the work of Macintosh, for Scotland as a whole, art and design lovers, but also those around the world who instantly associated Scotland with this wonderfully moustached man, exuding delightful character and a rare genius that transfixed us. Born in Glasgow in 1868, he was a gifted artist and a fascinating architect. Toshi, as he was lovingly known, straddled Art Nouveau and Art Deco two very different styles. He made them hold hands and skip down the street in unison. If anything his style was a precursor to Art Deco and was testament to his visionary creativity. Having visited 78 Derngate in 2017 on my road trip travels, I marveled at his incredible foresight. As Mackintosh's final major commission and the only house in England designed by him in 1916. It was years before Art Deco officially burst onto the scene and came into its own. A visual smorgasbord of bumblebee yellow and strong geometric black details, its charm and beauty is breathtaking. I left with a newfound love and respect for Macintosh. As an art student in my younger days, Macintosh was not a big love of mine. And as the years progressed and Scotland's tourist shops cashed in with all manner of mockintosh, from mugs to coasters to glass vases, it had almost diluted the raw talent behind the man. Experiencing 78 Derngate made me see him through different eyes. Likewise, the newly restored Mackintosh Club in Helensburgh, lovingly brought to life by two of the most charming Toshies I know, Nicola and Bruce Jameson, also reignites the embers in my heart for Mackintosh. That's why this devastating fire obliterating Mackintosh House in Glasgow, destroying its furniture fittings, rare archives and materials marked a very sad day. History can never change, but the more tangible elements we lose of our past, the further out of reach our past becomes. I remember fondly one particular auction a few years ago placing a cheeky bid on a charming music cabinet, hoping to snap it up for £100. In the small, charming provincial auction house that we frequented, that was entirely possible. We weren't able to state the auction and left before bidding started, but we called later to see if we were successful. The music cabinet sold for £36,000. It turned out to be a genuine Macintosh piece and the buyer recognised it from a drawing in the Hunterian Art Gallery of a one-off commission for a Mrs Pickering of Lanark. The lucky new owner then sold it for £250,000. This true tale is a dream come true for many Macintosh lovers and still gives hope that many undiscovered pieces may still be out there, waiting to be found. Despite that, it is a rarity that we can merely stumble across a genuine Macintosh piece, We all reside close to the heart and soul of Macintosh, and a number of houses feature his style, so it is not entirely impossible. Will this turn of events affect the value of Macintosh pieces? There must be so few of them in the marketplace, but it will certainly raise the alarm to protect what is already in existence. The biggest charm of Macintosh was that his presence is all-encompassing from the structural architecture and the very walls of a building to the furniture contained within and the decorative elements that rest atop that furniture. To lose an entire building housing everything from his walls right down to his writing on a piece of paper is one dying petal falling off the rose. Like Beauty and the Beast, place a glass dome over the rose to protect it until the spell is broken and the Macintosh rose is safe again.